0: Welcome to Coaching with Kelly, a podcast that gives you the tools that you need to invest in this season of your life. Join life coach Kelly Tibbetts as she interviews inspiring leaders who help you identify your why, name your strengths, and value your energy, soul, and thoughts. This podcast will help you live a brave, creative, purpose-filled life. Welcome to Coaching with Kelly, episode five. Today, we have Liz Harfield with us to talk about the N in invest, to understand what it means to name our strengths. So Liz, thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited you're here. Um, You have been in New England for a little bit of time. We met each other about four years ago. I'd love for you to share with the community how you found us here in New England and a little bit about you and your family and what you do. Yeah so uh,
1: my husband and I actually moved to New England 3 years ago to plant a church and we've we launched Anthem Church uh, actually uh, we had our full launch 2 years ago we're celebrating our 2 year anniversary yeah. this Congrats. yeah so it's a big uh, exciting moment for us to be doing that and um uh, Kelly and I got to meet each other cause it was so, it felt like kindred spirits meeting another woman in leadership in uh, Christian woman in leadership in new England. And yeah. so, uh, and we have a lot of similar interests and passions. And so, uh, yeah, that's, I think, uh, so much in common that actually drew us to each other. Absolutely. And one of the neat things in common, three kids. You just had your oldest go off to college. <laughs> yeah, I have. Uh, yeah. So you're a, a little step ahead of me in that one, but, but yeah, my first has just started at Gordon college. And then I have uh, uh, another, I have a daughter in college. I have a, another daughter who is a junior in high school and a son who is a freshman. In high school.
0: Yeah, so you're busy. Now, one of the other ways we connected is when I became an Enneagram coach, you invited me to join your team for the day to help them understand their why. And so in the INVEST acronym, the I stands for Identify Your Why, which is your Enneagram. Why do you think, feel, and do life the way you do? You've had some time to sort of look at it. Have you ever landed on an Enneagram number? You're still searching? yeah that's a great question um I think I'm like
1: hesitantly landed on a number or a number and a wing right Um, I I I think I'm straddling between I'm a seven with an eight wing or an eight with a seven wing and I I keep going back and forth on which way that lands but I definitely uh, resonate with um with with both of those but especially Mm -hmm. I would say um most of the time a seven. Uh, and then sometimes I, sl- I slide into the eight.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. I think even just knowing that is kind of helpful to know that you're just naturally inclined to the future. You have mm-hmm. the ability to have that aggressive, assertive energy that helps move things forward. And that's really necessary in all the things you've done. You've been growing leaders for decades. And part of the way that you have is, as a certified Clifton strength coach, one of the things that seriously I long to be. Can you tell us a little bit about strength Finders? Sure. Um,
1: uh, Clifton Strengths, as it's now called, um, was um, developed many years ago. Um, at it, basically, they created an assessment that really res- uh, is able to capture people's innate responses to like who they are, uh, what they believe, how they feel, and um, and it's it's a really powerful tool because it helps us understand what we're great at. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that's a lot of times, especially, um, especially if I was to ask any woman, what are you, what are you great at? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times the response I get is a, this sort of struggle. Like, mm-hmm. I, can't, I don't know if I can't think of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if you ask a woman um, or a man, but mm-hmm. usually, especially, I see, <laughs> okay, well, so what are your weaknesses? They mm-hmm. can give a long, long list of so many things that come right to to the front of our minds. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the thing I love about um, Clifton Strengths is that it is um, helping us discover and articulate. The things that we are strong in, the things that, that come naturally, the things that where where when we, um, it's almost like a superpower, I like yes. to call it, uh, mm-hmm. where when we uh, apply our strengths, we can, we see great results and we see a consistent ability to perform at a, at a high level. And when, when, um, the reason why I love this tool is that when when you're able to articulate those things and understand them, it really helps in guiding choices that we make in life, yes. it helps in guiding career choices. Is it helps in guiding sometimes even the function of the roles that we we do and the mm-hmm. things the places where we get our energy from uh, because um, when you're when you're working in your strengths it doesn't deplete your energy right um, it, it's it, it's actually brings it, it, it there's an infinite potential there absolutely and there is an infinite amount of joy that you can get from what you're doing because it doesn't drain you but um, I know that for, for me, a lot of times I, um, I spend a lot of energy trying to like fix my weaknesses or cover mm-hmm. up for them or manage them. And that's pretty exhausting mm-hmm. It can really wear us out. And so I love this because I think it really helps us to, um, to know where to po- focus our energy.
0: Oh, I agree. My time as a leader of leading teams, this was one of the most important tools, was helping everyone become self-aware. What are your top five strengths? And then where are there some weaknesses that you need to bring a collaborative team around you? So I know just even identifying, naming, knowing mine has helped me to understand that both there's a strength side to those five strengths, but also what's the weakness? So mine are input, harmony, positivity, includer, and ranger. And when you put them together, you get a certain type of person. And it seems like... The strengths point out easily what the strength part of that, but it's important for us to also know the weakness of it. My positivity inclination sometimes means that I don't notice the other side of things. You know, the, the T part of the SWOT analysis is also important. So how did you become a strengths coach? Um,
1: well, I was actually doing my master's degree in organizational leadership and it was where it was in that process that they actually had us take the assessment for the first time and we mm-hmm. actually had a certified coach come and do a workshop with us and it was in that process that I discovered it and I became very intrigued in in it and wanted to learn more about it and, um, Several years after that, I actually went through the uh, certification process, and um, it's a course that you take, and then um, there's some a series of exams, and then you start coaching people, and they kind of give you feedback on how you do, and eventually you can complete a process to become certified, and and with that certification, just gives um, validation to the fact that you uh, have mastered the material and, right. and Gallup and the the uh, Clifton Strengths. No, that's
0: awesome. Well, for people who don't know about it, I think a lot of people might be surprised that they may have taken it at some point, but it's something that ended up in a file and they just didn't find useful. I think just going down to those four domains, those four quadrants that we have these different strengths of being able to execute. And those are the people who know how to make things happen. Then we have our influencers and those are the people you want because they're taking charge, they're speaking, you want them up front sometimes, right? And then to the side, you have the relationship builders who are standing there and knowing people's names and knowing how to care really well for people. And finally you have your strategic thinkers who are constantly analyzing and planning and making those systems. And it was funny as I reviewed for today, even to think of how to make friends and influence people kind of needs two more parts to that, right? How, and how to execute that strategic plan. So of those four, have you seen yourself in one of those quadrants? Are you one of those unique people who have strengths in all four quadrants? Have you seen it useful in your teams for people to understand, hey, I'm an executor or I lean more in the relationship side of those four quadrants? How have you seen it useful to know even just the domain that your strength is in?
1: Yeah, so for me personally, the, um, uh, I actually, my top five actually fall, I have uh, for, for In the executing, I have um, belief and influencing, I have woo and relationship building, I have connectedness and adaptability, and in strategic thinking, I have futuristic. So, wow. But, but, um, but honestly, I don't think that you need to worry too much about um, sort of whether or not those are in your top five. Really, I encourage people to look at their whole top 34 mm-hmm. Right. Because, um, and actually now um, Gallup's really encouraging people to unlock those, because um, really it's not just out of your top five that you function and you might find that there is something um, that you can pull and draw from a talent that's in a different domain that may mm. not come top five. Yeah. However, um, I do, uh, I, I feel like it is helpful in some ways to have a little bit of, of all, although uh, maybe it makes you more well-rounded. I'm not really sure. Right. What, I wouldn't necessarily call it that, but um, But definitely I can draw from those things when I need to be able to function in a different capacity. Yeah. Um, I definitely know that there's some people on our team who are much more on the relationship building theme and then we have people who are more on the strategic thinking theme. And we can sometimes see that because people gravitate towards one way or the other, it can impact a little bit of, of the way that they function. It's really great to be able to draw on the strengths of others.
0: Yeah. And to be able to help each other see we're just different. And maybe you don't process information the same way as your neighbor, but they both bring such value to it. Well, in addition to being a strength coach, you're also a pastor in New England. So can you tell us a little bit about how that happened and how long you've been a pastor and what it means to you and your family to be here in New England? We're filming, you know, we're recording this in New England. It's great that you guys are here. What made you come to New England and what made you and your husband decide to like invest in ministry the way you have for these past few decades?
1: Yeah, well, um, uh, being in New England and doing what we're doing, starting a new community here is really a dream Come through that we've had on our hearts for a while now. Um, we've been involved in ministry in various different contexts um, in the Midwest and in England, um, but always have had a, a real passion to be in a place where we can um, engage with people who maybe have been disillusioned with church or have mm-hmm. given up church, and help them introduce them to to who Jesus really is, and to introduce them to a faith in Him uh, that is real and active and and valuable for their lives. And so. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is yeah. So we came to New England. Honestly, it kind of started out with uh, a statistic, a simple statistic of looking at where in the part, where which part of the country had the fewest uh, people who would would say or profess that they had faith in Jesus. And statistically speaking, that's where New England fell. And so our hearts were drawn towards that,
0: towards an area like here. And and so we here we are. <laughs> and you love it. I'm so excited people that you guys it. are here. We yeah, now, I know you. Right? a lot of jobs with your community. I've loved the things you've done at Halloween and just how intentional you are at caring for your people, especially in this time, which has been hard on so many people that you've done such a good job of pivoting and just reopening different ways that people could connect with Christ and with community. And I think that's absolutely incredible. Well, as a pastor, sometimes life must get a little bit hard every now and then things might get a little busy. How do you in particular invest in your own soul and take care of yourself in this season of a daughter in college and, you know, high school kids, the busyness of life. How, how do you take care of yourself and invest in you?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And I do believe that, you know, you can only give out what you have have, mm-hmm. uh, have to give. And, um, and I think that that is one of the dangers of, especially when when you're doing something that feels very missional and very like and I, and I have high belief, so because of that, you know, well, I, I'll be, I have energy to keep going with things because I am driven by my, my values and my belief, yeah. so, uh, but, but, but the danger in that is that I can run on fumes and not be fueled, and so it's really important for that, that I have time to reinvest in myself, one mm-hmm. of the ways that uh, I, I try to do that is I really enjoy quality time with people that energize me, and mm-hmm. so I have to be very intentional to to reach out to people. And especially in a pastoral context, a lot of times there's people in my life who are in the relationship because they have great needs and they're like drawing from my energy, and mm-hmm. I need to make sure that I'm intentional to find people who aren't just drawing away from me, but actually are are, are life giving and giving me energy, and so. Um, so, yeah, I would say people are and, I, and people are, are very important to me and spending time, quality time with people that energize me, that, that refreshes me, that fills me up. And um, I need that a lot.
0: <laughs> well, we all need that a lot. I think one of my most important things I want to repeat every week is self-care is not selfish. But I think you really spoke to something that maybe a lot of women have experienced before. You use some really good language around people that fill you up. And maybe um, that would be something that's helping people today as they listen to this, that not every single relationship actually fills us up. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we pour out into a relationship and it's up to us to find other ways to invest in our own soul and our own mind and our own body and our own self-care. So that was incredibly helpful. You spoke to one of your strengths, which was belief. Where have you seen the strength and weakness of the other ones, of being futuristic, um, of being someone formed with woo? I think woo is one of those neat strengths. It means win others over. My middle daughter has it. And let me tell you, since she was two years old, she would walk in a room and people would be drawn to her, right? And so you say, we've had this neat connection. That's sort of how I felt with you. I know part of it is we were both leading in New England, but the woo part, how have you seen that as a strength? And have you ever seen it to become something that's almost hard for you? Well, I think Woo really helps when it comes to influencing
1: because um, I I definitely want to bring people on to my side, to my team, whatever Mm -hmm. I'm doing, I want them to be a part of it. And so I think it helps like Almost like from a sales perspective, if you will, you know, I helped me what actually when I was in the corporate world and I was working as a, a corporate recruiter to win people over to convince someone to to do what you needed them to do. Uh, that was a powerful tool for me to just to, to leverage that influence, mm-hmm. uh, but there is a downside to it. And I think that something that I've had to become aware in order to function in a healthy way. And a healthy level of woo is to realize that that sometimes I can kind of pop from one person to the next um it's sometimes relationships can feel a little bit um surface uh, mm. fortunately one of my other uh, top 10 is relator so mm. I, that helps balance me out but but I have to be aware that To some people, I could just kind of, you know, flit around a room and try to work a crowd, and that's very comfortable for me to initiate conversations with new people, Um, but that may not be always perceived. It could also be perceived as manipulative, Mm -hmm. Um, also be perceived as just keeping relationships at a surface level and not being willing to really put down roots in relationships.
0: Well, I think that's really, you're just highlighting the point of understanding our own strengths. So here, Wu has this big strength of, you know, when you walk in a room, you're going to be good at meeting the new people. Maybe the people that aren't feeling comfortable yet will find a smiling, comfortable face in you. But at the same time, the relator strength allows you to go deeper. And so that's why we really wanted right at the beginning of this podcast, an episode that pointed people to Clifton Strengths, We both have found it to be so influential in helping us to lead teams, but also to be self-aware. I think it's helped my marriage and my relationship with my adult children that we all sort of have language to understand ourselves. If someone wanted to work with you as a coach, how could they reach out and find out more information? And are there other ways for people to find out about their strengths?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, really anyone can take the assessment tool, mm-hmm. just go to the website Gallup. Dot com uh, Gallup.com and then forward slash Clifton Strengths. It'll actually take you to a page where you can purchase an assessment. Um, they're really encouraging now for people to actually open up their full 34. Yep. And I agree. Um, Me too. A in that you can see those dominant strengths and then the ones that you don't maybe use all the time uh, it's very helpful to see that Um, but then um, I would say a lot of people do take the the tool and they they read the information and that's useful but to really learn how to leverage its power it's really helpful to have a coach who can Mm -hmm. walk alongside you and actually help you gain insights on how you can better apply those things in your life in your career in your marriage in Mm -hmm. your life and uh, and that's where I love to step in. I love to be able to walk alongside people and teams and organizations and uh, help people understand how they're wired, where their strengths lie, and how they can really leverage those things so that they can make and live a life of impact.
0: Yeah. So is the best way through social media, through website, what would be your suggestion? So right
1: now I don't actually have a um, an individualized website, but right. if they would just email me at Lizharfield at gmail.com. Uh, Feel free to email me. I, I will be happy to meet with you individually uh, or if you have a team that you want to work with, I'm happy to do that as well. Um, here in the New England area, um, but also can access
0: people around the country too. And I know that a lot of people are spending time on social media. Is Anthem Church the best way to hear more about you? And I know you are preaching.
1: To to learn more about Anthem Church, they can visit anthemchurch.life, which is our website, and also check us out on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. And... uh, uh, find out more about us we are meeting in the at the double tree hotel in, in Bedford and uh, we'd love to meet anyone who might be interested in looking for a home church
0: yeah well I'll make sure that we link all that and happy second anniversary well before we um, end for the day is there any last thing piece of advice that you would have for somebody who maybe somewhere in a drawer has the record of their strengths from a class they took a long time ago or is ready to step in right now what's the very first step in using the information so we have 34 strengths we'll get a report that sort of ranks it, what would you say to people is sort of the first most important thing to do with that piece of information?
1: I think it's really important that you have a chance to not only read through it, but be able to identify how to how you actually apply and live out those things on a daily basis. Mm. A simple way for you to do that is to just get your insight report and get out a highlighter pen and read through it and highlight anything that sticks out to you anything that 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 stands out that you're like yeah that feels like me and then without staying there the next most important thing to do is to speak it out find someone someone who you know someone who knows you well um and actually share with them this is who I am. This is this is what came back on my strengths report, and this is this is how I see this operating in my life. And the more you start to like affirm those things, mm-hmm. the more real they become to you. The more you take ownership for them, the more you claim it as mm-hmm. who you are. And really, it um, it's a powerful tool because it gives you language to describe what you're great at. Yeah. And this is so powerful. A lot of times we are like almost like embarrassed to sort of say who we are and what we're great at. But I really believe that being able to actually walk in confidence and being able to actually live out the fullness of our lives, we need to be confident to be able to articulate where we are strengthened. Not only, um, it not only helps to affirm your capabilities, but it actually gives honor to God because it's actually giving God glory Mm -hmm. for who he's created you to be. And then it helps you also be able to link that with the purpose that he has for your life.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. That is the word I want everyone to believe. You were made on purpose. You have strengths. Go find them. Go live them out. Liz, thank you so much for being here today. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. And all of you who are listening, I hope that today helps you invest in this season of your life. I hope knowing your strengths helps you invest in your relationships. And I hope that this enables you to continue to invest in your dreams. Thank you for being here today. Thanks for listening to Coaching with Kelly. Join us next time for more conversations on how to truly invest in this season of your life. For more information, or if you would like Kelly Tibbetts to be your life coach, you can find Kelly Tibbetts Life Coach on Facebook, or you can visit kellytibbetts.com.